0: Yesterday, Saturday the 10th, I had a great time catching up with a good friend, Mark G. Phillips. He's content creator and doing a lot of cool stuff, and he's a really good friend of mine. Uh, initially was my Aikido student, and uh, we just have stayed in touch, you know, basically over almost the last 20 years. And we've been meeting a lot for coffee. Now, we used to do it a lot more, but this time we had a little bit of a big break, and then I told him I was going to Nepal... Uh, in a few days. So he's like, oh, let's get together. Let's have coffee. So we met yesterday at Bikes to Beans in Boise uh, and uh, just had a great conversation about traveling and all kinds of, you know, weird stuff and the whatnot, just doing what we do, hanging out as friends and talking about content creation and traveling and tech and that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then somewhere we got on, uh, he was asking me about how I organize my business. You know, I used to I do a lot of professional speaking. I have an LLC called One Hand Speaks. Uh, and then I, you know, all my travel expenses and finances and everything kind of move through that. But I haven't been doing that since the pandemic, probably a year before the pandemic. Um, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe a year before the pandemic, uh, just because then I've just had to take a little more time and energy taking care of my mom and I changed jobs So it wasn't as easy to take the time off to travel and speak. But I still have that LLC. Mostly I've been doing import and export with my mala counters business. Um, And we're just talking about taxes and uh, (laughs) talking about taxes and how to take care of taxes and what to account for. And uh, somehow I mentioned to him that I didn't do my taxes for five years. And he was like, he was like, what? And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, after the economy crashed in 2008, 9, 10, I closed my martial arts school in 2010. My last full year as uh, running Three Shapes Aikido in Boise's North End was 2010, so it's been 12 years now. Um, Yeah, the economy crashed and destroyed all that. I lost the building, the dojo that I lived in in the house next door, which I also owned, so... um, uh, 2009, yeah, like I said, 2009 was the last full year and then everything basically crashed for me in 2010. So only half that year did I live in the dojo, but I wasn't paying my mortgage. Basically, I walked away from the two places and just let the house fall into short sale in the auction block, uh, along with, you know, myself and two other, two million other people doing similar things. Yeah, that was a real, that was a real hard time. Uh, but because of that, I just, I don't know, I didn't do taxes in 2009, and then 2010 was a weird year, because I'm moving out of the dojo, I got, and then that—that that is also the time I went to go pick my mother up from Indiana and bring her here, because she wasn't doing that well, and I decided to take care of her, so, uh, then she was living at the dojo for a little bit, 2009, 2010, everything basically crashed, I finally had to move out of the dojo. Uh, And then we found a great apartment uh, where we lived there, Riverwalk Apartments in Boise. The the manager at the time, Sonny, was just so kind to us because my credit was terrible. We couldn't pass a credit check. And he's like, no, you guys look like good people. A lot of people are falling on hard times. He's like, you can just move in. Uh, And it was perfect. It was a one-bedroom with a loft. You know, we were living pretty simple. I only had a part-time job at the time, so money was tight. I mean, we were. it was a hard transition. Uh, and then, yeah, I got furloughed that year for like, I don't know, five weeks, you know? Oh, yeah, it was a hard year. And then my mom just emotionally wasn't doing that well, physically wasn't doing that well. Took a lot of work. Uh, so yeah, then it's like, what, 2011? And I don't know, I just stopped doing my taxes, right? So I was telling all that to Mark and he's like, so what ended up happening? And I was like, well, one day, uh, one day my mom wanted to do her taxes. She's like, well, before I retire, I want to I wanna get my last year of taxes in. Uh, and H&R Block is doing like a workshop, which it's like a walk-in, do your tax day. So they, it's just in this open room and they got all these uh, H&R Block accountants there, you know, just doing people's taxes, walk up at a discounted rate, And, you know, in my head, I'm like, I don't really want to go because I haven't done my taxes basically in five years. Um, And I don't know what that means, but I'm not really ready to deal with it. And I don't want to deal with it. So but my mom wants to go. She's been riding me. So I'm like, okay, let's go. So I walk there. My mom's got an appointment. I take her there. Um, Her accountant's like, okay, it's going to be a while. We got to ask a bunch of questions. You know, she's got her... W-2, everything should be cool. So I just leave my mom and I'm just kind of standing around. And you know, in all due fairness, I'm glad I didn't leave, but I probably should have left because it was really uncomfortable for me. And this is, you know, I'm telling this story to my friend Mark and uh, he's listening just so attentively and he's just, you know, checking the whole thing out, probably probably because he's curious about what is about to happen or what, could have happened or what will happen because, uh, you know, a tax has got Al Capone and that's typically how, you know, a lot of people get caught doing whatever or, or just, you know, they're not paying attention or who knows what. But I'm just standing there and this accountant, he walks up to me and he just, he just walks right up to me and says, hi. And I just looked at him. <coughs> Excuse me. I just looked at him and I said, yo, and I just looked away because I was like, I don't want to deal with taxes. And he's like, "Uh, how's it going? And I just looked at him and I said, it's going okay." And I just turned away again. And he, this guy and here it's coming up here. Hang on. And then this guy, uh, he was like, "Um, I saw that you came in here with your mother. Is she doing her taxes? And I, I said, yes. And he was like, do you want to do your taxes? And I said, no. And I turned away, right? And then he just, you know, it's so funny because he asked me another series of questions, you know. And um, Oh, he opened up. This was the next thing he said. He's like, you know, I see all kinds of things. And that's when Mark, my friend, was like, oh, no, he's the tax whisperer right now. And we're in this coffee shop. I laughed so loud. Oh, my God. I thought that was so funny. I've never heard that phrase. Those two words put together. Three words. The tax whisperer. Oh, yeah. This guy must have saw me and read me like an open book. Like, oh, yeah, this guy's got some fear. Because I tightened up a little bit when he was talking to me. And, yeah, he just totally kind of worked me. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I see all kinds of things here, you know. Uh. He's like, people think people are scared to do taxes or they think they've made a lot of mistakes. And, um, but usually it works out pretty good. And there's typically, you know, things we can take care of that most people don't think that we can take care of. And, and, uh, I was like, oh, that, that's really interesting. And he's like, so, when was the last time you did your taxes? And I I just looked at him and I was like, oh, it's been a while. He's like, oh, okay, that's good. You know, sometimes people miss a couple of years and Mark is just rolling. He is rolling his ass off. He's like, this is the tax angel, the tax whisperer. He totally saw you and read you and is just working you. And you know what? He was, this guy was working me. Like he, he like got me to, Well, basically to open up, because I'm at the end of my line. I know five years is a long time to go without doing taxes, but I don't know when the deadline is. And I actually think it's five years. That may have changed, but... I told him, I was like, no, it's been a while since I've done my taxes. And, and he's like, well, why would you not do your taxes? I was like, well, all right. You know, the economy crashed. My mom got real sick. She almost died. I've been taking care of her. A lot of my money's going in that direction. I had a business. Uh, the economy crashed. So I was like, you know, I, I basically had to walk away from some property. And I'm just, you know, like he kind of saw me hemming and hawing. He was just looking at me real calm and open and, uh, unaggressive, just, just really hearing me listen, like just, just being there, right? Total, total tax whisperer. And, uh, I said, yeah, I'm just, you know what? I'm just, uh, basically, I'm scared to do my taxes because I I don't know what's going to happen. And he said, well, you know, if you don't do them, something bad is certainly going to happen. And he's like, do you know when the last time was you did taxes? And I said, you know, I, uh, it's been 2010. He's like, so is it the 2010 year or tax year or you're talking about 2009 taxes and you stopped doing them in 2010? And I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. So my last full year of my business, 2009, I didn't do taxes that year. I didn't do them in 2010. 11, 12, 13. It must have been 2013 or 14 or something. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, you know what, you are definitely going to need to do your taxes this year because uh, if you don't do them for five years, then your name goes on the list. They start looking for you like it really turns into a bad thing. He's like, I'll tell you what. He's like, I'll tell you what. He's like, do you have a W-2 from last year? And I said, I can get one he's like look let 's let 's just start backwards let 's just take care of next year last year and then you 're you 're on record, and then I can file a uh, like a waiver saying that i 'll take care of your previous years and we 'll just start working backwards and then we 'll take care of i don 't know whatever it is you 're so scared of you know because i 've been audited four times at my martial arts school like I got audited four times." And after one time, I just asked the person, I'm like, you know, this is the third time you guys have audited me. Uh, what, why, am I, why am I getting red flagged? And The girl, she was pretty cool. She's like, well, on paper, you look suspicious because you travel a lot and you don't really make a lot of money. Um, but now that I see what you do and where you're located and all that, she's like, it, this makes sense, you know, but a lot, it looks like you're laundering money for traveling, which, um, I don't know, it's not a bad way to live, I guess. But she's like, no, you're totally legit. And she's like, I'm actually impressed because you have every receipt from every transaction that you have done all year. Like, everything is documented. And I was like, yeah, I've had trouble with taxes in the past. You know, I've had to owe money, and then, you know, I've been audited, and I've had tax accountants tell me that my previous accountant should be arrested for what they did, um, and then even that guy blundered and then i had someone from my martial arts school a parent do my taxes and then uh i got a call from the irs they're like oh there's ten, we can't account for $10,000 of your mortgage and when i went to this i don't know what to say part time accountant pseudo accountant they couldn't find it you know and i was like well look man we need to find this paperwork or i don't even know what it was like But the IRS is after me for $10,000. Like, I have to account for this. and They never could figure it out. But eventually I did, which I can't believe. I think that's a small miracle. Like, I don't know. I was just, every now and then I would pull out all my taxes from that year and I would look and I would look and then I just found it. I don't know. Just something about my mortgage. I can't even remember. Everything is so dark and hazy from that time. But yeah, I got that worked out, you know, and I've had terrible luck with accountants and you know paying taxes and then I didn't do my taxes. So I was unsure. And I'm going to be really honest here and uh no disrespect to H&R Block, but I kind of thought at that time those guys were either that whole corporation of things like, you know, just accounting, taxes, uh H&R Block was not really that legit or they weren't that good. Like I you know, I was like, "Oh, if I have a business, I should be, you know, paying a, a, like a, a different kind of professional certified tax accountant. I have no idea what to say, but, you know, this guy showed up at the right spot. He's the tax whisperer. He got me to open up and, you know, he actually set up an appointment. He's like, look, you know, we're here for the next two days. Are you able to get your W-2s from last year? And I was like, yeah, I can actually show up tomorrow. He's like, okay, let, let, let's let just keep it real simple you know, just let's set up an appointment, bring your paperwork tomorrow. So I did. And I sat down and, you know, it was really interesting because after, you know, basically 10 years of running a sole proprietorship by myself and teaching all these classes and doing all this stuff and, uh, you know, and having just, just a bear of a time with taxes, you know, like trying to track everything and organize everything and, uh, you know, I showed up with one piece of paper. Basically, that's it. One piece of paper. And the guy just sat me down. His name's Jeff. You know, he sat me down and he's like, all right, what do you got? And I was like, well, here's my W-2. And he's like, oh, you work part time. And I was like, yeah, right now I do. But I had, you know, I had a martial arts school. I had a part time business. You know, I had a full time business with a part time job. So, you know, and I kind of told him my tax woes. And he's like, yeah, that's understandable. But, it's no problem. You know, he's like, let's just look at this year. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, okay. You don't really make that much money. Um, but you know, you're, you can pay your bills. Do you have any debt? And I was like, well, I really don't other than student loan debt, but that's in deferment right now. I have a part-time job. Uh, my cars are paid off and, um, You know, I I barely, I just have enough money to take care of my mother and I, like we're we're making it. So right now that's fine based on everything that happened. He's like, okay, good. You know, good. Let's, let's look at this. And, you know, he filled out, you know, he filled out my taxes and, and, uh, he's like, he's like, I'm, he's like, you're going to get some money back this year. And he saw that I was completely stunned. I was like, what? He's like, oh, you didn't expect that. Did you? (laughs) And I was like, uh, no, because typically I'm always paying taxes, you know, and I have a martial arts school like I'm trying to, you know, protect my money, shelter my money so I don't pay taxes. You know, I have all these tax write offs. I'm like, none of that ever worked. He's like, well, he's like, there's a lot of ways to do it. Not everybody knows everything. He's like, I think you probably well, he's like, I hate to say it, but probably could have had better accountants. Um, But. That's all in the past. We're just trying to fix right now and fix some of the past and then move forward. But he's like, "Yeah, you're definitely going to get a refund from the government." Uh and he's like, "It's not huge, but I think for you it's pretty good." But he said, "Let me ask you this." He's like, "Do you So he's like, "You take care of your mother, right?" And I oh yeah, yeah. We actually live together and He's like, do you pay for most things? I'm like, yeah, yeah, the best that I can. Yeah. I mean, she has a pension that comes in, but it doesn't cover a lot. And, you know, I just, I take care of, you know, everything. I, you know, I get her to the hospital. I mean, he's like, oh, so she, you're head of household. She's your dependent. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. He's like, well, you get a, you get a, like a, a big tax break for that. Like, that's kind of a big deal. Like, you don't know this? And I was like, no. And because I had just only been taking care of my mom, I think at that point, you know, it's probably been five or six years. <clears throat> I can't remember when this happened, maybe, you know, 2015 or something. Um, and he's like, yeah, so I can file it. He's like, I can I can put in another waiver. We, we spend a lot of time talking like this. He's like, I can put in another waiver for an extension so uh, I can do that retroactively. But there's some other paperwork I need to do. And he's like, but we're coming close to the deadline. I'll put in the waiver uh, for a lot of your other past years. So I need a waiver for each year. And that's going to cost money. He's like, I'll make it work out. So every year, we'll take the payment out of the money that's coming back. Um, but he's like, I think we can do this, uh, and he's like, and I think I can actually get this uh, t- to be applied retroactively for as many years as they allow, so I- I'm hoping I can do the sixth year, but I'm- I know I can do five, and he's like, can you come back next week, so I was like, well, yeah, absolutely, you know, so, we, you know, I-, I I turned in my tax work, and there was no out of pocket, you know, because they ended up taken his cut out of my refund of course I pay a little more for that but I don't you know I can't really pay him in the moment so I was like yeah just take it out of that and then so I came back next week there was a, a bit more paperwork to fill out I had to fill something out for every year that we're applying retroact- retroactively as dependent for my mother and for the to do the tax years and he also said okay when you come back he's like bring me w2s from the last 3 years Okay, And then we'll tackle that odd year that you were working part of the dojo full-time and working part-time. And then you walked away from the building and then you only had a part-time job. And then we'll look at that last full year at the dojo. This guy, Mark... He was laughing about this. He's like, Yeah, that dude is totally a tax angel. You know, you'd figure that most tax people would just look for the easiest tax jobs. But this guy, and he even said it, he's like, Oh, I like the weird, complicated stuff because, you know, it's like being a detective. You got to sleuth it all out and suss out all the information and, you know, make things work for people, like make people happy about taxes. And yeah, the guy totally turned to me. He is definitely the tax whisperer. No joke here. No joke. Uh, And it took a lot of work. Like I had to go see him often. And then he's, you know, stationed pretty close to where I work, which was a bonus because I could just walk over and, you know, put put all the paperwork in my backpack and go take lunch and go talk to him. And, you know, he'd call me up and I'd walk over there. He's like, yeah, I have these questions. We got to fill this out. What happened this year? What happened that year? You know, the previous three years were pretty straightforward because I'm just working with my mom and then I eventually excuse me. I eventually started working full time and he was like, good, now that you're working full time, you can start saving some money, you know, into, uh, your savings program, IRA investments, and then pay down that debt. You know, I mean, the guy's kind of working me, uh, and he's a cool cat. Like I, I really enjoyed the guy a lot. And, uh, uh, yeah, he really he dug deep, and then that year of half and half, like that year two thousand ten, which is the two thousand eleven tax year, that took a little bit of finagling and a little bit of work. And then I have to go, you know, into storage. I have to find my taxes now. When the dojo crashed, of course I had everything and I keep everything, but I had to put everything in storage, and move storage. Twice because I had the house next door, I had everything in the garage, and then I had to get a storage unit I had to put everything in there, everything was in shambles, just trying to find stuff, but I eventually found my taxes and I remember that uh I found one box for the for the year two thousand ten, which is the two thousand and eleven tax year um, but i couldn't find i couldn 't find the main one, which was two thousand nine, and both those t- two years were pretty terrifying because that's when I had to walk away from my house and they went into foreclosure, and then there was a you know soft sale and then auction block and short sale, not soft sale short sale um you know and i I was pretty honest with the guy because he'd been helping me out a lot, and I was like look man i'm I'm really terrified about all this, and you know basically he said, "You know what millions of people are in the same position as you were as you are, and there's been some new laws they passed shortly after the economy crashed that that really helped people out with taxes so he's like look don't don't worry about it let's just solve each problem as they arise and let's just get this paperwork in and um, so we took care of the the 2011 tax year for 2010 it took a lot of work but we finally got that turned in and he's like you got to find those other taxes we need to complete that last year like that's a really important thing that 2009 tax, uh, 2009 taxes. So the 2010 tax year. And I don't know, you know, sometimes I would just go to my storage unit, which is like an abyss, you know, it's like Dr. Who's TARDIS or, you know, like, uh, that little bag they have in, uh, uh, Dumbledore's bag. Help me out here. Harry Potter, you know, it's like bottomless, but you go in there and, you know, who knows how long. And I just, I would just start looking for stuff. And of course, I'd find stuff that I haven't seen in years. But I was like, I know they're in here. It's just where, you know. And finally, I found them. Oh, I was so excited. Oh, I was so excited. But at the same time, I'm a little terrified to dig in there, you know, because I don't know. I don't know what all that's going to bring up Uh so I, you know what? I got home. I called Jeff. I was like, hey, Jeff, I found my taxes. And he's like, finally. All right. Congratulations. So we set up an appointment and he's like, yeah, I got a couple things I got to talk to you about. And, um, I brought all my all my receipts in and my ledger, which was pretty well put together. You know, I kept pretty good track, but, you know, it would take me like three or four days to do my taxes, organize everything and add everything up and account for everything. And you know. uh, So I went in for this appointment. He's like, "Okay, look, first thing first, I want to tell you, he's like, I got all your dependency years activated and accounted for except one. I couldn't go back uh, six years, but I can go back five years. So uh, you're going to get a substantial refund because you being dependent means you get this tax break and you're owed that money and you get it for these number of years. And I was like, holy smokes. It was a substantial paycheck, which I really needed at the time. It was just incredibly beneficial. Uh, And, you know, the whole time I'm dealing with this guy, which was probably that first year, probably seven months, you know, uh, he totally turned me on taxes like, the the tax whisperer like the guy totally took care of me and he totally changed my view on H&R Block I still use them right now like I totally yeah absolutely you know big advocate big supporter um so he's like yeah I've I've already turned all that in uh you're going to get one paycheck and then they're going to take out this amount of money for the the waiver fees uh, and then the H&R block fee. So, you know, and that's a pretty good bite out of what you're going to get. But you weren't going to get anything before. So he's like, what do you think about that? And then I got to go back to the old school movie, The Hustler, right? The uh, the prequel, the original movie that The Color of Money with Paul Newman and uh, Tom Cruise was part two of. This is the original. had had uh a Gleason and Ah. Uh, uh, can't remember his name right now. He's actually a very good billiard player. Holy smokes. And uh, 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 Fast Eddie Felsen, who I just said his name, Paul Newman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, you know what? Uh, 10% of something small is better than 100% of nothing at all. Not that I got 10%, but, and he laughed. Um, he's like, okay, let's start looking at these taxes. And that actually took a while to get through all that. Like, you know, he just gave me homework. He's like, I need you to do this. I need you to find this. And there was a couple of things we couldn't account for after six years, right? I was like, look, man, I I don't know what to tell you about this. You, you have these other years prior, because I kept all my taxes, like from 2000, you know, 2004, five, six, seven, 8. And he asked me to bring all those in and he kind of looked at it. He was looking at this area and he took all those numbers and kind of averaged them and then put like 8% on top of that because that's what I was, I don't know, man. The guy had some formula, but he worked it all out. I turned in those taxes and that year I broke even. The guy totally took care of me. And then, I don't know, probably maybe 11 months after the tax whisperer first whispered in my ear. I showed up at the appointment, I signed the last form, and he gave me a check. And I was just absolutely stunned. And uh, he's like, well, you know what, it's like November, you know, when do you want to do your taxes next year? And I was like, how about as quickly, how soon can I do them? And he's like, well, he's like, basically, we're open for business like on the 15th of January. Uh, And I was like, well, okay, how about the, 23rd, you know. And uh yeah, I've been doing my taxes ever since the the at the the middle of January. They're like basically done. I turn them in. We fill out the paperwork and then I get my 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 small refund in Mar- in March. On February, actually, yeah, yeah, it's really astounding. I just get them done as soon as possible, and the whole time I'm telling Mark this story, I gave him the more the the more abridged version. He was he's just laughing, laughing, laughing his ass off. It's just so funny to him because we're just talking about running businesses and taxes and shelter and money and yeah, and uh, it's funny because he's like, you know, it's really good that you. It's really good that I approached you. This is what Jeff was saying, the H and R Block guy. He's like, because I could tell you looked a little uncomfortable, and I've seen that in people before. Um, Because if you wouldn't have filed your taxes that year, you would have have gotten in some... He's like, "I, I can't say real trouble, but the IRS would definitely be coming looking for you because it's been five years since you filed taxes, and that's usually a red flag for bad things, so... He's like, don't be scared in the future. And the guy was really cool. And then he ended up retiring. And now I'm working with a woman named Linda. And uh, she's been my tax accountant for the last number of years. And yeah, I take care of my taxes, you know, pretty straightforwardly. Like every few months I clean it up and I keep really good track. And then uh, typically sometime late in December, I just I have one piece of paper, you know, because I I still have a business, my mala counters business and You know, I just have one piece of paper. I handwrite everything on there. You know, it's like, okay, this is a total income from Etsy, total income from PayPal. This is uh, other income. These are my expenses. You know, this is my total profit. This is what I spent. This is my net profit, Uh, net profit what I expenses and then gross profit. And I just give it to her. She's like, oh yeah, this is great. It's easy. It's simple. And she's like, I know you keep all your receipts. So yeah, it's fine. Like, let's just move forward. So yeah, that's what happened this year. I, I went and saw her. I turned in my paperwork two days early. I showed up. She had everything ready. We went through it. I signed the form. I think it was on the twenty twenty second 22nd of January. And then I think like February 15th, I got my refund. So, uh, yeah, but I was ins- – and I not even told Mark because we both podcast. He does a lot of content online. Um, uh, and we've worked together on a number of thing- things, Podcaster's Delight and this kind of stuff. He does a lot of YouTube stuff. And uh, I was like, dude, this is total podcast. As soon as he said The Tax Whisperer, I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is going to totally be a great podcast. <laughs> So yeah, Mark, if you're out there, thanks so much, my friend. I was like, just content, just dripping audio there the whole time. And then we were just talking, we were also talking about bags, like what kind of bags I'm doing international traveling with. Uh, and then I, I happened to make this comment like, oh yeah, no, I'm always looking for the perfect bag, but you can't really find it because of these and these reasons. And I was like, see, that's another podcast, which is going to be my next podcast, my friends. Um... This podcast right here is number three hundred and seven, of course, entitled "The Tax Whisperer." But I was inspired to do another short podcast about just basically international travel I've done a lot of podcasts about my travels and uh just even being a one handed solo international traveler. Some of the weird things that have occurred because of that, but you know we were talking about bags, and i'm like yeah i'm I'm trying to find the perfect travel bag but there's always a compromise. I was like, there's, there's like almost no such thing, so to speak. But, uh, that my friends is my next podcast coming up, uh, podcast 308, which will be the perfect bag. And then keep in mind, my friends, I'm just doing a bunch of podcasts. I'm catching up from the past. I'm going to lay a bunch out in the future. And then, uh, Starting uh, on the 15th, I'm going to be in Nepal. So for three weeks, there aren't going to be any podcasts. However, I will have them um, all caught up. So uh, just bear with me on that. And then we'll just keep on keeping on, my friends. There it is. Stay safe. Be cool. See, I told you. He's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.